Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Johnson from Bethel Lady Church. Thank you for downloading our podcast. We are so glad we could connect with you through this podcast. Please ensure you subscribe to receive new messages every week. We pray this podcast builds your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and motivates you to live a life of excellence for the glory of our Lord. Thank you for your support. Enjoy the message. The word blessings is so many times repeated in the scripture from the book of Genesis chapter 1 you have the word blessing all the way to chapter uh, the last chapter of revelation you have the word blessing why because that is god he is called the blessed one you know so uh, we are going to learn about blessings from today every week we're going to look at the blessings of the word of god how do we walk in that blessedness so we are learning about blessings but the most blessed thing to do on a sunday is to participate of the lord's holy table it is such a blessing because it is the greatest part of christian worship as we worship the lord our god my bible says your bible says in the book of 1 corinthians chapter 11 and verse number 26 and 27 for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup it's talking about the body and the blood of our lord in this bread and this grape juice for whenever you eat this bread and you drink this cup you are proclaiming with your actions you're proclaiming with your lifestyle the lord's death until he comes again which means jesus is going to come back again that's the only time we'll stop this until then we're going to continue to do it the lord's going to come again so then whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the lord in a unworthy manner which means without understanding the cross of calvary without dedicating our lives to the work of the lord without faith in what the lord has done for us you're putting yourself against the blessing of god's plan in our life that's what the bible says i want to i want to discuss with you and learn with you the background of understanding blessings all right uh, how do we understand blessings really today i want to i want to learn with you on understanding the concept of blessings from the word of god how the bible teaches us on blessings so uh, the first time you will find uh, the word blessing or the word bless or the word blessed is in genesis chapter 1 which is the first chapter of the holy bible right now when god created everything he blessed it how did he bless it he blessed it by speaking about it he blessed it by speaking over it he blessed it by speaking on it all right like he blessed the day and the night he blessed the creation because he found it was good but then he created on the 6th day on the last day of creation he created you and me as in our greatest grandparent adam and eve right he created the first couple on the earth today science tells us today scientific uh, discovery has uh, through genetic sequencing right uh, or, or sequencing of the genome of human uh, gene pool across the globe 
Today they have come to the conclusion that the whole planet Earth was populated by one couple, one couple, okay? They have done it after Bill Clinton spent about 3 billion US dollars 20 years ago, right? Or something like that. And uh, all of the world, uh, you know, cooperating in it. And finally the scientists have found out what Genesis chapter 1 has always told us. That God created Adam and Eve on the earth and it was that one family through which the world was populated. Now science is growing up and we are glad for science growing up because it continues to affirm what the Bible has always, the Holy Bible has always said. So God created Adam and Eve. When God created Adam and Eve, what did he say? Look, he didn't speak over them. He didn't speak about them. He spoke to them. You see, God never spoke to the fishes that he created. God never spoke to the animals he created. God never spoke to the plants, the sun or the moon. But God spoke to you and me. When God created us, he spoke to us. Why? Everything else God created out of his idea of their existence. But you and me, God created out of the idea of fellowship, of fellowship, of fellowship. You know, you young people, you guys go out for, you know, picnic or you go out on a holiday with your friends. But there is that one person you love that you want to marry. When you go out with that one person, it's a lifetime commitment. Similarly, God created everything else for his pleasure. But when he created you and me, it was a about a divine love. It was about agape love. It was about the divine love and divine relationship. And God spoke to us. Our God is a speaking God. How did he speak to us? He blessed. Look, God blessed them. How did God speak to us? Not angrily, not irritated, not like, ah, this is not what I wanted. No. <laughs> God didn't give you a three out of five. He gave you a five star rating. Not a seven star rating. Or the highest rating. And God, the first words he spoke was blessing. God blessed them. Hallelujah. God blessed them and said to them, How are you going to be blessed? You're going to be fruitful. You're going to multiply. You're going to have dominion. You will subdue the earth. You're going to have dominion on the earth. You're going to have dominion on everything I created. You know, God gave us, God gave human beings the blessing of being in control. In other words, the blessing of understanding the creator, God's heart and ruling the earth on behalf of God. Yes. When the American ambassador living in India speaks or says anything, what is he doing? He is speaking the idea of America, the plan of the United States for India. When the Indian ambassador to America speaks, what is he doing? He's sitting in San Francisco or wherever he is sitting. What is the Indian ambassador doing sitting in the United States? The Indian ambassador there is speaking the plan and, and trying to enforce the idea of Indian government, of Indian nation in the United States. You and I, the Bible says, are ambassadors of Christ Jesus. 
God put us on the planet not for us to be oppressed and suppressed and depressed. No, God put us on the planet that we will understand the heart of God and enforce the blessed plan of God no matter where we are. Hallelujah. That college you're studying in or attending, whatever, that company where you're working, where you're employed, that business that you have in your hand to do, that marriage in which God has put you in, all of us, wherever we are, are there to do the will of God, to do the plan of God, to enforce the blessing of God in and through our lives. And the devil creates all kinds of problems. The evil brings in all kinds of enemies to deviate us from being focused on enforcing, from being focused on doing the will of God. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews, Looking at Jesus, let us run our race. Don't allow distractions to take you off. Don't allow enemies or evil or temptations, sometimes pleasures, sometimes what looks like a good opportunity. Don't allow it to take you away from the greater plan of God because God's idea has always been that we be blessed to bless others. If you don't know English, how can you teach English to others? If you don't know swimming, how can you teach swimming to others? If you don't know maths, how can you train others in maths? If you don't know guerrilla warfare, how can you try and train the military for guerrilla warfare? Unless you have something in you, you cannot give it out. God says, I'm going to bless you so that you will be a blessing to others. Amen. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. Why? So that you will have enough to be a blessing to others. Now, this is really what God said. He said, I'm going to make you responsible. You know, when you talk about blessings, it's very exciting. But do you know, it is the blessing that makes you a leader. You're talking about the responsibility of a leader. When God blessed Adam and Eve and he put them in the garden, guess what he was doing? He was saying, guys, now you're responsible over my creation. You know, you're going to be waking up every morning, working in my garden. You're going to be taking care. It's a pretty, pretty, pretty busy life. It's a beautiful life. But you're not going to work from stress. You're going to work from rest. There's a difference, you know. You're, got, you're not going to be all stressed out, angry, irritated, always going mad. No, no. You're going to have a smile on your face. Your quantity of work will not reduce. The seriousness of your responsibility will not reduce. But you will not work from stress. You will work from rest. You will not work from anger. You will work from joy. You will not work in fear or anxiety. You will work in hope and assurance of God's holy hand upon your life. So that's really what God did. He blessed them and he said, you're going to multiply through fruitfulness. You're going to increase through fruitfulness. That's how you're going to increase. In one house, uh, two children were crying over one apple. And uh, the mother said, you know what? You don't have to cry. I'll increase the number of apples. They both were happy. She took a knife, cut the apple into two, and one apple became two, and gave it to both the children, and they both were very happy. Well, that's how we human beings are, right? We take what is there, 
and we increase its number by sharing, right? We just cut it into pieces and give it to everybody. That's how the government works. Takes the total uh, of whatever taxes they collect and then they break it up into different welfare schemes and different kind of investments. That, that, that's how things work. That's how, uh, that's how human beings are. But you know how God works? If two people are praying for one thing, God says, done, I'll create one more for you. I'll make fruitfulness. You don't have to cut and share the little. I'm going to increase it so that you will all have abundance. Hallelujah. That's called multiplication through fruitfulness. It's not multiplication through through divisions it is i mean that's an oxymoron right it's not increasing the number through dividing what is existing it is increasing the number through creating more god says i'll bless you where you will be fruitful and multiply hallelujah and all of this you're going to do out of rest and god said you're going to exercise dominion on my behalf but don't be enslaved don't become a slave of the blessings be a ruler over the blessings. Don't come under the blessings where the blessings rule over you and dictate your mood swings or dictate your stress levels. No. You be above the blessings so you can rule the will of God through the blessings that God has put in your life. Now this is really where Eve went wrong and Adam went wrong. When the serpent came to Eve and, and, and beguiled her, deceived her, manipulated her, what was happening? Instead of she ruling over her desires, her desires began to rule over her. That's all what happened, right? When you rule over what you eat, you'll be healthy. When the food rules over you, <laughs> it's a different uh, equation and a different effect on the body right so god wants all of us to rule over our desires right that's a blessing to rule over our temperament to rule over our passions to rule over our ambitions we must be in control above the faculty the facility the abilities that god has put in our lives that's blessing so god blessed adam and eve and said rule over everything unfortunately they walked out of the blessing and handed over that ability they actually blessed the devil i mean it's really sad they handed over that blessing to the evil one and they became the oppressed enslaved instead of being the people in dominion and power really blessing is what is the meaning of the word blessing when you study the bible blessing is invoking god's favor invoking God's favor which brings happiness goodness and divine protection divine happiness divine goodness and divine protection that's really what blessing is in fact the gospel of Jesus is complete about blessings is fully about blessings the gospel of Jesus is a blessed gospel in fact many portions of the Bible talk about Jesus word the Lord's gospel as the blessed gospel why uh, let's look at it Romans the gospel of sorry the epistle of Romans chapter 15 and verse 29 Apostle Paul is saying to the Roman church and I'm sure that when I come to you I shall come in the fullness 
Look at that. I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the blessing, the gospel of the Jesus Christ is blessing. And you can walk in the fullness of it. Amen. The fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ is the divine ability to walk in God's will and God's plan. That's really the fullness. Now, many people live in the minimum of the blessing of the gospel of Jesus. And some people live in the little of the blessing of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Some people live in half of the blessing of the gospel of Jesus. Apostle Paul is telling us, live in the fullness. Go in the fullness of the blessing of the Lord Jesus and his gospel. Hallelujah. Some of us have to really upgrade. We have to upgrade. We have to update ourselves to the Bible standards. You may be living in Bangalore. You may be living wherever, but you are not a Bangalorean. You are a child of the living God and you must upgrade yourself to the standards of the blessings of God's word. How do you do that? By walking in the will of God by living in the plan of God. Amen. Holy Spirit is the key to living in the blessings of Christ Jesus. You know, without the personality of the Holy Spirit in our lives, Christian life is just another religion. I'm telling you, it's just another culture. It's just another religion. It's just another way of life. Really, there's nothing great about it. But when the Holy Spirit comes into us, all of a sudden, it's no longer a culture, it's no longer a religion, it's a relationship with the master. Hallelujah. It's a relationship with the creator. And that is such a powerful level of existence. And God is calling you and me into that level of blessing. And he's saying, look guys, I want you to have the fullness of my plan for your life. Have a fullness. So have the fullness of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. Learn to live, learn to enjoy, learn to practice the presence of the Holy Spirit. Like how the Lord Jesus was physically walking, talking, dwelling with the 12 disciples, you and I can experience the Holy Spirit living in us, working through us and speaking with us as a guide. Hallelujah. And that's something we should not miss out. Holy Spirit is so important in our life. He's very real. And he, he is the express image. He's the express image. He's the express expression of the living God, of Christ Jesus. And therefore, do not ignore his presence. Treat today as a blessing. Be thankful for today. <laughs> you know, a lot of times, God's blessings cannot be revealed unless we respect what God has given us, value what God has given us. Oh no, I hate myself. Look at the way I am. I hate myself. Look, you may hate something about you. Maybe there's something about you that you don't like. It's okay. But don't hate yourself. Why? Respect yourself as God created you and God never made a mistake.
Your parents may not have planned you. Maybe they expected something else. But God planned you. Hallelujah. God loves you. Your parents love you, of course. But all the more, God loves you. Amen. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah, God spoke to little Jeremiah and said, Hey, Jeremiah, before you are doctor, before your mother met the gynec, and she could say that there is a blip on the screen and there is a sack in the womb before anybody knew that you were coming. I formed you. I planned you. I knew you are coming because I'm your creator. I have a plan for your life. Hallelujah. Learn to respect yourself. Learn to respect your today. It is very important to do that because only then you will be able to walk in the blessing of God. This is important. If you disrespect the place where you work, God can't use it as a source of blessing. If you disrespect the family where God planted you, God cannot bless you in that place. If you disrespect the church where God put you, you really can't be blessed through the place where God planned for your life, right? Unless we learn to respect what God has given us, respect the education you have. I know some of you will get mad when I talk about study, but you know what? Respect your college, respect your place of studying, because unless you value what God put in your life, whether you like it or no, value it, respect it. Why? When you honor it, it becomes a blessing in your life. God turns it into a blessing. The problem with many of us in the church are Jesus is in the boat. So we are present with him, but we are not connected. We're not connected, right? And so what? It's almost like Christ is not in the boat. It's only when you are connected to him and you wake him up, he begins to bless you by calming the storms and declaring miracles. It's important to be connected, right? Many people are, are Christian, but they are not connected to Christ, right? Just being there is not enough. You got to be connected. You need to draw life from him. Hallelujah. It is so important. You know, the other day in one of our church uh, homes, as we were there for visiting, uh, I looked at uh, their garden and one of the plants was uh, looking very tired or dry and, you know, it wasn't uh, really looking green. And I asked them what happened. They said, you know, the mistake was every other plant they planted correctly. But this particular plant, when they, when they bought it from the market, it had a plastic cover on its roots with the earth mud in it and somehow they missed taking out that plastic cover from the roots so they put it into the garden into the earth with the plastic you know on the roots and therefore though the plant was in the ground in the earth its roots were not connected to the earth because there was a plastic there was a plastic coating, there was a plastic cover that prevented the roots from touching the ground. It was in the ground, but it was not connected to the ground and therefore the whole plant was weak. Many people like that, they are in the church, they are a Christian, you know, they are from a Christian family, but they are coated with worldly pleasures, they are covered with stress, they are covered with the culture of their friends and they are not connected to Jesus and when they are not connected to the Holy Spirit, you can't draw in the blessings 
of his presence. It's important to be connected to God. It is important to be connected to his word. It's not just enough to be in the church. Hallelujah. Now the Bible is saying that there is a pattern when you look at how God blesses. All right, there is a pattern. You looked at the background at how God created all of us to be a blessing and he blessed us so that out of our abundance we can give out. We find now that the gospel of Jesus is a gospel of blessings. It is a gospel of blessing. Now, people confuse things and say, if, if the gospel of Jesus is all about blessing, then won't there be sufferings? If the gospel of Jesus is all about healing, then won't there be sickness? If the gospel of Jesus is all about protection, then won't there be trouble? Look, the answer is very simple. The gospel of Jesus is full of blessings, but it doesn't say that you won't have trouble. It doesn't. In fact, the Lord Jesus made it so clear. In this world, you will have trouble. <laughs> it can't get more clear than that, right? Blessings doesn't mean the absence of trouble. Blessings means overcoming trouble. Blessings means having the final victory. Blessings means walking above the power of the trouble. Hallelujah. Your family may have trouble. Your career may have trouble. Your education may be difficult. But guess what? You're going to fly high in the name of Jesus. You are coming out. You will have the last word. And no weapon formed against you will prosper. Hallelujah. Why? You are blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm excited today to tell you the truth of God's holy word that because you are blessed in Jesus because you're blessed by his Holy Spirit my brother your past has no power on your future your weakness does not determine your future he that created the heavens and the earth and flung the stars in the sky and put the whole thing going on its own orbit is the almighty father and he controls your life hallelujah amen that's the god you and i serve that's the god you and i serve he's not an angry god he's a loving heavenly father who wants us to be blessed so that we'll be a blessing to others wow and yes troubles will come but please understand troubles will go troubles will come troubles will go <laughs> don't worry God is not like that when he comes he says I will never leave you I will never forget you troubles will come trouble will go when God and his presence come they never leave they never forsake he will stay with us and give us victory uh, I want to show you one pattern of how God blesses. Let's look at a scripture of how God blesses. It's in the Gospel of Luke chapter 9. It's one of those famous stories of the Lord Jesus. Luke chapter 9 and verse number 16. Then Jesus took the five loaves and the two fishes and he looked up to heaven. Now, I, I want you to follow these steps because this is an indication. It's a shadow. It's a typology. It's an educational pattern for you and me to understand how God works. He took the things that were given into his hands and then he looked up to heaven and then what? He spoke his blessing on it and then he broke it and then distributed it. 
Wow. Just that before he distributed it, he told them to sit in order. You know, God wants us to put our lives in order because if you're out of order, he cannot distribute his blessings. We can enjoy his blessings only when we put our lives in order or in the discipline of his purpose, in the discipline of his culture, in the discipline of his nature. That's when we are able to receive what God has blessed in our lives. So let's look at that scripture. What really happened? So the Lord Jesus was teaching, this is hot water. I stopped uh, tea, coffee and all that. Okay. Jesus, our Lord, he, he was teaching and as he was teaching, days passed and uh, the Bible says, Jesus said to his disciples, you know, people have been sitting here for days and they haven't eaten anything. Give them something to eat. So the disciples say to the Lord Jesus, we don't have money, we don't have provisions, we have nothing. Send the people away because there are over 5,000 people, you know, 5,000 men and then, you know, men have their wives, plural, and uh, then they have their children. So it's a big crowd, it must be some 25,000 people or maybe more. So um, Lord Jesus, send them all back to their homes, to their villages so they can go and eat and then maybe come back the next day or something like that. The Lord Jesus said, excuse me, you're going to give them to eat, all right? What do you have in your hands? I guess it was Andrew. One of the disciples came back to the Lord Jesus saying, you know what, Lord? There's this boy who hasn't eaten his food. I mean, Jesus preaching was so fantastic. The boy forgot to eat. The Lord says, what had he brought? They say he had brought five loaves of bread, five slices of bread and two pieces of fish. The Lord says, all right, he's got two fish and five loaves of bread, bring it on. <laughs> and the disciples were like, oh, so he's going to eat it up, huh? But they didn't say anything, you know, they just handed it over to Jesus. What did the Lord do? The first thing, he took it in his hands. You know, whenever you talk of blessings, remember one thing, his hand is on your life. It's not your job holding you up. It's not your friends holding you up. It is his holy hands holding you up. Hallelujah. His hands that can hold up the waters of the sea. His hands that won't drop anything is holding you up. And therefore your future is secure. He lifted it up in his hands. Amen. Second, he looked up to heaven. Why? He was not looking at the potential of the bread. He was not looking at what the bread can do. He was looking at what the heavenly father is planning to do. When you get that job, when you have that marriage, when you get that marks card of your success from the college, don't you keep dreaming on that. Look at what God's plan is. Hold it in your hand and look up to heaven. Hallelujah. Jesus lifted it in his hands and looked up to heaven. Not at what the bread and fish can do but what the heavenly father is going to do. When was the last time you picked up a blessing in your life and looked up to God? When was the last time you brought a problem 
and then looked up to God. A lot of times we are just looking at the problem. huh? We are intoxicated with the problem. In fact, the problem feels so nice with us because we are honoring it so much. The only fellow who despised Goliath was David. In fact, Goliath got so mad, he told David, am I a dog? <laughs> Goliath had identity crisis when a small boy with faith showed up. Why? All that while Israelites were looking at Goliath. Oh, how big he is. Man, look at his mush. Huh? Where does this guy go for his hairstyling? Look at the abs, man. Where does he do his workouts? Who is his trainer? Man, look at the Hey, look at the guy. Huh? He's big. He's strong. He's got good eyesight. Look at the swing he has, man. Every step. My goodness, he's strong. They kept praising Goliath. They kept looking at Goliath. <laughs> but look at David. He didn't speak about Goliath at all. He kept talking about his God. He said, the God who delivered me from the lion and the bear. The God who anointed me when I was a young boy. The God of Israel. The God who has chosen me. Who is this guy to defame my God? David had nothing to talk about Goliath. David was holding Goliath. But looking up above Goliath. I want you to know today. You hold whatever trouble in your life, but you look up to heaven because God has a plan for your life. Jesus took that bread and our Lord looked up to heaven. If Jesus would have looked at that bread, it's not even good enough for an afternoon meal for one person. The Lord didn't look at its weakness or potential. He looked at heaven above. Jesus looked to heaven. Hallelujah. And then Jesus spoke the blessing. He spoke the blessing. He picked it up. He understood the will of the Father. Spoke the blessing. Understood the will of God and spoke the blessing. It's a traditional blessing. I was just studying what blessing Jesus spoke. According to the Jewish traditions, Jesus spoke the regular blessing that they speak over uh, meals, you know, before eating meals, they speak a blessing. It, it sounds something like Baruch, Atta, Adonai, and it goes on. It's about two lines, which basically in English means, Blessed art thou, O God, the Holy One that bringeth forth food from the ground. Mm. Jesus spoke the traditional Jewish prayer, the Hebrew prayer, and he spoke blessing. Blessed art thou, O God, that bringeth forth, thou the Holy One, that bringeth forth food from the ground. You know, after you are blessed, <laughs> sometimes you'll feel broken. It's very interesting, right? I mean, so many good things are happening. Why did bad things happen? So many blessings are happening. Why did I go through problems? But trust me, when God blesses you and allows a brokenness in your life, you will not be destroyed. If the world breaks you, you turn into half. When God breaks you, you multiply into doubles and triples. Hallelujah. Why? Because when he blesses you, something happens. He becomes a partner. And Jesus blessed it and broke it. When he broke it, it started to multiply. Disciples were like, man, what's this? Fishes are multiplying. They have only seen fishes multiplying in the water. Now it's multiplying in his hands. Fishes don't increase out of water. They die out of water. But in his hands, the atmosphere 
is different. Fishes need the atmosphere of water. You and I need the atmosphere of air and oxygen. But in his presence, it is the greatest atmosphere of blessings and growth and multiplication. He took it in his hands and he broke it. It began to multiply. Hallelujah. That what you thought was going to be a shame, that what you thought was going to be a setback, suddenly becomes a reason for growth, expansion. Hallelujah. Now the Lord Jesus says to the disciples, guys, before you pounce on the food, get everybody to sit in order. You know what? Unless divine order is practiced, divine blessings cannot reach. This is so important. Many people lose divine blessings because they haven't been able to put their life in order. We're going to pray together today and we're going to say, Lord, we want to align our lives in the order of your will. Wherever you are seated, God wants to bless you. He has called you into blessings, but we got to get in divine order. You cannot march according to the beats of the enemy and hope to work in your army. If you're a part of the army of your nation, you got to march in their decorum. You got to march in their beats. You got to march in their discipline. Right? Similarly, now that you belong to the kingdom of God and you want to walk in the blessings of God's word, you and I need to align our life in the order of God's plan. Hallelujah. We're going to pray together today. Don't you walk away from this message now. It's a time to pray. Ask the Lord saying, Father, I want to walk in your blessing. I want to walk in your grace. I want to walk in your goodness. Hallelujah. While we are going to pray, some of you, maybe you have not given your life to the Lord Jesus. Maybe you have really not welcomed Christ into your life. Maybe you're excited about, you know, the Christian faith and stuff like that and, and you don't mind and, and you say, hey, I, I'm not a Christian, but I like to listen to your messages. I, I like to watch your video. Look, I, I'm glad that you're blessed by these videos and I'm glad that you're blessed by this online church worship service, but that's not enough. You need to welcome Christ Jesus into your life. You need to give your life to the Lord so he can pick it up. Right? It's very difficult for us to hold our lives together. But when he holds it with us, it's going to be beautiful. Welcome him into your life and say, Lord, today I welcome you into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I want to be born again as your child. Yes, Lord Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Wash me of my sins. Come on, make that prayer right now as I'm talking to you. And let the Holy Spirit deal with your heart. Every eyes closed, every heads bowed. As we pray and say, Lord, yes, you're welcome in our lives. Not just as another God, but as the only one, my Savior. As the Almighty, the Redeemer. I welcome you, Father. I welcome you, Lord Jesus. Not as just another casual thing, but in its total sincerity. Oh God, I welcome you in my life. Come and rule over me by your Holy Spirit. Help me move forward in your great plan for why you created me. I thank you that you love me, Lord. I thank you that I have this opportunity to receive you in my life. Lord Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross to forgive me of my sin. Thank you that when you rose again from the dead 
and now that you are alive forevermore, that you live in my life by your Holy Spirit. I welcome you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, for all those who made that prayer, I ask for your holy anointing to touch them, that you will come into their hearts in a fresh way and live in their life by your Holy Spirit. We love you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now for many of you that have been participating online in church, I want to say this. Come physically to church, all right? Come as much as is possible within the framework of the challenges that we live in today. Start coming to church. Make church a serious part of your life, right? It's, it's important to learn the culture of the scripture and a lot of it can happen only when you begin to mix and mingle with godly people. So, so uh, now, now many of you, I understand, maybe you're saying, Pastor, my church is closed, you know, uh, whatever situation and, and I don't have, a, you're welcome, you're welcome to join with me in this church in worshiping, oh pastor, I don't know anybody there. Um, how will it be if I come there? That's what I felt 25, 24 years ago. You know, I, I asked myself, no one knows me there because no one was there in the church. <laughs> and and I, I was also having all these apprehensions like who will come and how it's going to be. But you know what? It's a beautiful thing. Just walk in and I tell you, you'll find the most friendly people in the whole world out here in the church. And uh, you're welcome. Uh, don't worry. No one knows me there, Pastor. Uh, I don't have friends there. Jesus is your friend and you're coming to worship him. And of course, it's a human thing that if you will just, you know, look around and smile at people and mingle around, there will be people who like to smile at you and talk to you. And so that's, that's another thing. But don't let anything stop you from coming to church. Come and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. I want to pray for a few minutes for God's blessings to pour out upon people. Because many people are going through struggles and challenges. And I want to pray with you today that you will walk in the blessing of God. This month we are going to touch the topic of breaking curses. We're going to look at walking in the blessings of God and removing hurdles. We're going to understand the covenant of God in Abraham about blessings. We're going to study all that this month and I want to pray for you today that you're going to walk in the blessing of God. Hallelujah. Just listening to prayer is not enough. I want you to open your mouth and talk to the Lord and say, Lord, you're welcome in my life. Come on, let's pray together. Whatever is the setback, whatever is the reason that you're not being blessed, maybe there is a habit in your life that is stopping God's blessings from you. Maybe there is a culture that you are intoxicated with, which is stopping you from the abundance of God's blessing, that you're not able to come out of the limitations. But today, God is giving you the strength to break that limitation, to break that habit in the mighty name of Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, change my life today while your eyes are closed and heads above. Connect your heart with God. Open your mouth and whisper your prayer to him and say, Lord, as for me and my home, we want to serve you. We want to love you. We want to live in the abundance of your favor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus today, as a servant of the living God, I declare deliverance upon the people. 
if there be demonic bondages if there be curses be broken in the name of Jesus let those bondages be broken whether it's powers of witchcraft or powers of evil or bondages by traditions be broken in the name of Jesus hallelujah let there be liberty every powers of demonic I cast you out in the name of Jesus leave the people let their future be blessed let their personal lives be blessed father thank you thank you that this month of August is a month of blessing thank you for your divine miracles hallelujah thank you for the breakthrough by the blood of Jesus Father, I speak your blessing about the tithes and the offerings that your children give you. Let them see the fruitfulness. Let them see abundance in their giving to you. Let them see a blessing over their personal lives. For you have promised and let your promise be fulfilled that they will not lack. They will live in abundance by your grace. I speak your blessing on their worship. I speak your blessing on their giving. I speak your blessing on their prayers. And I thank you that you're causing abundance. We love you, Master. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I believe that you are blessed. Please connect with us for prayer or counseling. Please do call us or visit our website. Or visit us. The details are given in the description. We'll be glad to serve you. Do subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to encourage you in your journey in Christ. Please do share it with your friends too by clicking the share button. We are praying for you. God has great plans for your life. Thanks again for participating, listening. God bless you.